Say I can't go on 
faithful and give me a reason to sing. Oh, how sweet it is to song, I don't think I've ever heard it. I thought I'd heard every song that had ever been written. But that fits my people. Sometimes I hear a message that does. Sometimes I hear a song that does. And when you get a message in a song, that sure is a blessing. It sure is a joy to be here. I do thank the Lord for His kindness and His goodness. Seems like everything tonight is being focused on the goodness of the Lord. It's so sweet to have a Savior. So wonderful. He's a great God. If you don't know Him tonight, I would highly recommend Him to you. Uh, anybody that does know Him will recommend Him to you. He's, uh, he is the dearest friend we've ever had. And I bless His name for His goodness. I want us to open our Bibles tonight to Romans chapter 12, please. I gave this message, and I'll just be frank with you, when the Lord put this thought in my heart, some of you may want to leave after I make this statement. But when the Lord put this thought in my heart, I was way up on top of a mountain uh, riding in the woods on a trail on my side-by-side. Side. If anybody's got problems with that, then you've just got problems. But I was up there med meditating on the Lord. Me and another preacher, he was in another side-by-side, side, and I was coming up behind. And I like it when the Lord so moves on your heart that in 15 minutes you hadn't forgot it. And I went home and tried to develop a little of it, but uh, that was on Friday, and, and I knew I was going to have to preach it Sunday. And I don't like to, I, I, I'm not the type that just jumps in the pulpit with something. 
uh, I, I want to try to dig it out and, and get the truth off it. And uh, when I preached this message to my people, it's been about three weeks ago. And I, uh, God so used it in the hearts of my people that I believe it will be beneficial for us tonight. And it's a very elementary thought, but it's one of, to me, one of the most profound truths that we'll find. Romans chapter number 12, and I want to read verse 4 and 5. And if you will, just leave your Bibles open. We'll, we'll read a, uh, I guess, a spring, springboard verse. And then uh, look at a couple of other places in Scripture. And then just give you the thought of our heart. We'll not be long tonight. But I want to, in Romans chapter 12, Paul says in verse number 4, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ. And every one members one of another. I want to preach tonight on the church as the, the body of Christ. The church, the body of Christ. The heads in glory, the body's here, but we're connected never to be disconnected. <laughs> and I'm glad of that. Let's ask God to help us. Father, thank you for the great privilege you've given us together tonight. Thank you for the good singing that has so ministered to our heart. I love, Lord, singing that gets to my heart before it does my feet. Thank you so much for how that you've said a word to us tonight through the music and song. I pray now that you would help us. I recognize my inabilities, my inadequacy, my insufficiency. I know my nothingness. But I also recognize that there's a great God that's in glory. And uh, He has His work and His church going on here. And I pray now that you would help us. I pray that you would use this word to encourage the hearts of your people and for those here that are unsaved that you might bring them unto the acknowledgement of yourself by the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. Have your will in your way and for whatever is accomplished, you will get all the glory for it. For it's in Jesus' wonderful and precious name we pray, amen. Thank you, you may be seated. Now we see from the Romans text here that we're all different members of one body. Matter of fact, we have to have each other to be able to function correctly. Somebody said, well I can just go off and be my own self in my own place. I want to tell you, friend, whether you want to admit it or not, we need one another. Now, the body needs the head more than it needs anything else. I want to say without a head, it don't have any body. There's the body's dead without the head. But thank God our head has already died and resurrected. Amen. And He's seated at the right hand of the Father and he's already conquered death, hell, and the grave. And our head is already there. And I want to say to you, as the song has said, sometimes the nights are dark and the paths are discouraging. But can I say to you, you can't ever drown the body till you get the head under. And our head ain't going under. Amen. I'm telling you, friend, we serve a great God. There's no God like our God. You can do what you want to to the body, but you can't touch the head. 
and the head's already suffered for the... Well, that's another message. But notice, if you will, we are members, the Bible says here in the Romans text, one of another. We need each other. And certainly, uh, we must appreciate each other. Is that right? If the body is one and there's many members, I think we need to take care of each other instead of trying to wound each other. Is that not right? Now, notice if you will, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, and we could say a whole lot from this text, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 12, the Bible says, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body. Now, there's going, some may disagree, but you're only baptized one time by the Holy Ghost into the body of Christ. There's numerous fillings of the Holy Ghost, but there's only one baptism. Can I say to you that when John Baptist took Jesus down to the Jordan and he put him all the way under, he brought him back up. But when you and I are baptized in the family, into the body of Christ, He puts us all the way under and leaves us there. I'm glad there's no coming back up. I'm glad we're baptized into Him forever. Isn't that wonderful? Well, let's go on. There's some preaching here tonight, and I'll have to watch myself here now. It says, and all the, in verse 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and all the members that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. And then verse 13, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles. That is the mystery that was revealed to the Apostle Paul. That's the mystery. He couldn't understand how that the old Gentile dog could get in what the Jew had. But I'm glad that God, through His marvelous grace, has made a place where Jew and Gentile can come together. And He is the head, and we are the body. Now, it said whether we be Jew or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. <laughs> you remember what Jesus said in John 7? If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And then he said, He that believeth on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Can I say to you that drinking of him and believing on him is the exact same thing. I'm glad one the day that I believed on him. I got a drink. And I've been drinking from that fountain ever since. Hallelujah. For the great God of glory who's made a way that we can be saved and become one body in Christ. Verse 14 says, For the body is not one member, but many. And we could go on and talk about what the hand says to the foot, and the foot says to the eye, and the eye says to the ear. <laughs> uh, but there, that, that ain't the message tonight. Notice, if you will, now in Ephesians chapter number two. I'm sorry, chapter one. Ephesians one. Bible says in verse twenty-two, and hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Did you know? Think about it like this. We could never be fulfilled 
until Christ moved in. But he can never be fulfilled until the body is completed. Uh, somebody said, preacher, that's a little too deep. I'm just telling you, friend, we're not here to take up space. We're here in this world as the body of Christ. You see, the Bible says in Hebrews 10 that Jesus said, a body, talking to the Father, a body thou hast prepared me. When Jesus came to this earth, God prepared a special body for him. No other body like it. No other body like it. It was a body that was prepared for the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus prior to Bethlehem never inhabited a body. He moved in and out of bodies. You say, what do you mean? I believe that was him over there at Joshua's wall with a sword drawn. I believe that was him in the furnace of fire with the three Hebrew boys. I'm just telling you, he moved in and out of a body, but he never inhabited that body. But at Bethlehem, that body was his. And a body that he had never inhabited, he took it on himself, never to not inhabit it any longer. <laughs> Let that, let, now, now think about it. That body that the Lord Jesus received at birth, that body, he'll never be out of it again. See, when Jesus arose from the dead after crucifixion and he went back to heaven, he took that body with him. Now, he didn't bring that body from heaven. God made it in the womb of Mary. But he took that body back to heaven with him so that you and I will feel at home in heaven when we get there. <laughs> Amen, that's right. Now you just think on these. Let me preach now. Don't analyze everything I'm saying. Just study it out and, and just let me preach. When we, when we get to heaven, we'll feel at home because somebody there is already there like us. Because we're going to be made like him. <laughs> well, when he went back to heaven, he took that body with him. But it's been over 2,000 years. Well, where's the body of God now? How's God getting His work done now? How's, the, how's God revealing Himself to the world now? Well, on the day of Pentecost, God birthed another body. The Holy Ghost came and took up His abode in another body. And that body is the church of the living God. And that's the just, now we're not miracle workers. We can't heal the sick and all of that. But we're the continuation of the body and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. On this earth, we're His body. We're His hands. We're His feet. We're His eyes. We're His mouth. We're His ears. Boy, that, that hooks up to something. That hooks us up to something big. Well, I didn't think I was going to say all of this, but I see here that he said in Ephesians 1, 22, that he's put all things under his feet. Well, that's under his feet. We're between him and the feet. If he had said he put all things under his head, he'd been talking about us. But he put all things under his feet. We're the body. Well, I don't have time to deal with that. But notice here. We, he said he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Not the head over all things, the church, but head over all things to the church. What that tells me, listen to me, everything that's under his feet has been given to everything that's between there and his head. 
Ah, we ain't near as bad a shape as we think we are. <laughs> hey, we may be having it tough now, but I tell you, God's got us in a good position. He's got us in a good place. What a God we have. Now I'll get to the message in a minute. But now, the Bible said in Ephesians 4, 16, it says, let's read verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up unto him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part <laughs> maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Now it'd take a month of Sundays to dig that verse out. But I'm just telling you, God has hooked us together. That's the point I'm wanting to make. We're together. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 and verse number 23, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. You do believe that when you and your wife are married, you, the two, become one. You do believe that. We believe it, amen. I believe it because that's what the Bible teaches. And when you and I are married to Him, when you and I are engaged to Him, when we're betrothed by Him, we become one. Well, I kind of got a little quiet there, but watch. It says in verse number 28, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. Whew. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Y'all putting all this together? He said, verse 30, For we, we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bonds. Now that's pretty good. So, we see that the Word of God specifically states in numerous places that the body is the church of the living God. We are the, the body, the church is the body of Christ. Are we all in agreement on that? Okay, we're all hooked together. Now, let me say by way of introduction, and my message ain't that long, but there's three metaphors in the scripture which describes the union between Christ Jesus and his church. The church is called a building. The church is called a body. And the church is called a bride. Now, I won't take time to turn to all these scriptures. But as a building, well, I do need to read that. I do need to show you this. In Ephesians 2, while you're right there. In Ephesians chapter 2, and in verse number 19, he said, Now, therefore, we are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles. Now, to be a body, you got to be birthed. But to be a building, you got to be built. And you can't build unless you got a body. It'll give you a little something to chew on here, but watch this. He said, he, he said here that. Uh, we are built upon the found, verse 20, we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together 
groweth in unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom we also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. You know what that tells me? That the Spirit of God took up His abode in the body of Christ, which is you and I. And we're the habitation, that means the place of living. We're, somebody said, I thought God was in heaven. God's everywhere. The psalmist said, you can't go nowhere that He ain't. He's everywhere. But the scripture says that His habitation is the building that He's building, which is you and I that is fitly framed together. So, we see as a building, we are where God lives. And as a body, we are how God labors. But then the Bible says that we're the bride of Christ. The bride is who God loves. The building is where He lives. The bride is how He labors. And the bride, or, or the body is how He labors, and the bride is who He loves. We're the building, the bride, and the body. You better know it. I'm trying to get us to understand where God, where we are in this world. We're in Sullen's Branch Baptist Church. There's different ones here from different churches. But I want to say to you, if you're in the body of Christ, if you're saved by the grace of God, I don't care if you live in Tent Buck 2 or where you live, we are hooked together and we're getting the work of God done on the earth. That means there's no sitting around. Now we're headed somewhere. You see, we, we understand but I believe that the church as a whole, universal, we're hooked together as a body of, as a body of Christ. But I believe the, not only the universal church, but the unity of the church. See, we all can't be unified together every week. So God puts different churches in different areas. And those different churches, that's true churches, we become in that particular local church, a body within the body. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, when you join this church, you, be, you become a part and a member to make up the body of this church. It's the body of Christ. Over yonder at East Flat, Brother Billy, there's a body over there. There's a body over on the Plateau in Crossville, Tennessee, where I pester. <laughs> there's, a, there's a body over there. And the body over there gets the work of God done there. The body here gets the work of God done here. The body over in Lenore gets the work of God done there. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Now, so if we're body... We understand that when one part of the body serves, the whole body serves. It's hard, to, it's hard for me to send my arm to do something that the rest of me don't go. It's hard for me to go somewhere without taking my feet with me. Somebody said, that's too simple. No, I'm telling you, we need to get a hold of this. We're just, when we join up with a church, when we become a part of that local body, we are involved and become part of everything that's going on, good or bad. Mm. 
When daddy used to whip me, he had whipped certain parts, but the whole body felt it. Some parts carried the marks, but the whole body felt it. You're here tonight, and I don't know whose member's here and who's not, but if you're here tonight and you're messing around, you're out yonder fooling around, you're doing what you ain't supposed to be doing, and you're, but you're, you're a member of this church and you're saved by the grace of God, when God starts whipping you, it's going to affect the whole body. See, I told our people, when I went there, I said, our intention, now listen to this carefully. I'm, I'm older now, and I, I think I can say a few things without having to ask if it's all right. I told our people, I said, I don't know who all is members here, and God's added over 100, over 100 I think I counted 104 members since I took the church four, five years ago. And I tell them this. I said, the church, we're not going to progress any faster than the slowest member. I said, we're not going to run off and leave nobody. But I said, we sure, don't, we sure do want to get to a particular place Amen. that God has for us. So I would encourage you to build yourself up spiritually so that you can keep up. Amen. Because if you're lagging behind, you're hindering the whole body. Amen. And I believe it's a very good policy. I've heard this said, well, if you don't like it, hit the road. I, I, you, I heard one fellow say that. I said that so much till they all hit the road. Then I had to hit the road. I hope nobody here has ever said that. But I'm just simply saying that if the church is going to be true to its calling and true to the biblical principle of being a body, we'll have to progress at the pace of the slowest member. That's the only way it can be right. See, my little finger, I don't think my little, I can live without that little finger, but I can't live without my heart. But I'm trying to say to you that we can't progress and we can't go any faster than our carnal folk. There's one thing that Jesus did with his body. He didn't run off and leave nobody. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help us. Help us to understand. Help us to understand the truth of the church as being a body. Now, when, the whole, when, the, when one part of the body serves, the whole body serves. When one part of the body stands, the whole body stands. Now, when they said stand a while ago, it took me a minute, but I got up. And when I got up, I just don't, I just, have you ever thought about this? You just can't halfway stand. You either standing or you ain't. You just can't halfway stand. I never seen a, I never seen anybody shout on their knees till a while ago, and that thrilled my heart. That was real worship, I believe, and I appreciate it. But you notice what he did when he went back to his seat. You see, if we want to maneuver and go. When one part stands, the whole body stands. When one part serves, the whole body serves. Y'all understanding what I'm preaching? When, when the one part of the body supplies the need of another, 
of, a, of something else. The whole body supplies that need. But here's my point tonight. I've said all of that to bring us down to this, this emphasis here. 1 Corinthians 12. <laughs> Verse 26. And where the one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. My emphasis tonight is when one part of this body locally suffers, the whole body suffers. Now we got suffering people. We had 47 people out yesterday morning. 47. I had to use, when I preached yesterday, I had to use a shotgun. Everybody was scattered. <laughs> we had 47 out. Flus, viruses. But that will eventually mend. But we've got some. We've got a 39-year-old man. His birthday Sunday. Got cystic fibrosis. No person that Vanderbilt University Hospital in Nashville has dealt with has ever lived this long with cystic fibrosis. And Brother Virgil tells everybody in the hospital, it was on the Nashville News. He was, he was portrayed on the news. Nobody's ever lived this long. You know what he said? I'm part of a body that suffers. He said, the reason I'm still here is I ain't carrying this all by myself. We got another lady, 23 years old, been diagnosed with leukemia. We got another lady that just turned 43. She got a knot on her back that big. We're waiting on results now to see if it's malignant. And everybody says it is. I'm praying it ain't. But here's my point. When they suffer... When they're suffering in, in that respect, it seems like that they want to withdraw. And they want to become an island in themselves. And they become afraid and scared. They're facing uncertain days ahead. They don't know. But we should, they shouldn't have to go that way by themselves. Because if one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. Now, go with me to Mark 5 and I'm done. In Mark chapter 5, there's a woman that's got an issue of blood. Here's what the Lord gave me up yonder on top of that mountain. This woman with the issue of blood... She needed, she tried everything and nothing worked. Now get this, the whole body had tried everything. Her whole body had tried everything, but it didn't work. But she said, the head said, if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I could be made whole. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying the whole body said, let's go. <laughs> That's so elementary, but it's so profound. The whole body said, Let's go. And watch this. The part of her that was diseased 
couldn't touch him. The part that was hurting couldn't touch him. The part that needed help couldn't touch him. The part that was messing her up couldn't touch him. But the rest of the body said, we're going to carry the hurting part to him and we're going to touch him. And the the feet said, come on legs, let's go. And the leg said, we'll carry that hurting part. And the knee said, we'll bow to get to the hem of his garment. (laughs) We'll bow. And the arm said, we'll reach out to him. And the finger said, we'll touch him. And when they did, he was made, she was made whole. Oh, Lord. Do you see that? The truth of this. What if the leg had said, I ain't the one hurting. I'm not the one hurting. But what the leg didn't know, they were going, if this disease part is not fixed, nothing is going to work before long. What if the hand said, we've got him. We're in sight. He's here. But I don't think there'll be any use. I don't know who you are. But we've got, we've got people who are legs in this church. We've got people who are feet. We got people who are arms. We got people who are knees. We've got people who are sensitive with fingertip touches. (laughs) And that hurting part is saying, please, just. Don't quit. Please. And that part that's going to cause the whole body to die is saying, we don't want to cause the whole body to die. You, you parts that ain't hurting, touch him for me. Touch him for me. Touch him for me. You know what Jesus told that woman? Thy faith has made you whole. Listen to me carefully. Some of my some of my folk at the church, I'm thinking right now of two men. These two men never say anything. They're quiet. They're they're steady. They're quiet. Every now and again, you might hear one say, Amen, once in a blue moon. They're quiet. But one of them went out yesterday morning. When he, when he speaks, I listen because I don't ever get to hear him say anything. He put his arm up around my neck and pulled me right down on him. Me and him about the same age. He said, Preacher. He said, since that message, I can't sleep at night. But he said, I'm finding out I ain't tired during the day. And he said, he said, Pastor, I can't sleep. But he said, I've been a reaching. He said, I've been a reaching. He said, I believe it ain't going to be long. I'm going to get to touch him. And he said, here's what the Lord put in my heart. If I touch him for the hurting part, I'm going to get help too. And went on out the door. (laughs) 
You see, we're a body. And when one member of the body suffers, we all suffer. But when one member of the body needs a touch and needs help, we can all go. We can all go. Just made any sense. We're the body. You know what this has done to our people? It's made them start loving one another more. They start, all of a sudden, people started calling about one another that never did call about anybody. I'm telling you, it turned us around. And I believe it's real. And I believe it works. And I'm not saying to you that God is going to heal every disease. That ain't what I'm preaching. I am telling you that if we'll purpose as a body, as a whole, that nobody's going to, I hope there ain't nobody here. I've never said this, but I hope there ain't nobody here that's a member of this church. And there's a member that's having real difficulties. I hope you're not saying, well, I knew it was coming. And I hope you're not saying, well, that's what they deserve for what they've done. We're going to have to learn there ain't none of us perfect. When we mess up. And you know something? When I've fallen before, I just didn't half fall. When I've when I've been walking and falling down, the whole body fell. Yes, but the whole body helped me get back up. <laughs> I'm trying to tell us, I'm trying to help us to understand the importance. When one member suffers, and we could... We could catalog numerous areas of suffering, but there's no need to do that. The point I think that the Holy Ghost really struck on was the part, the part that was hurting, that needed touching, couldn't touch. Have you ever been hurt so bad and you've ever been down so much you couldn't pray? But aren't you glad for those around you that could? That could touch him. That could touch him. Could touch him. I'm finished. I do I do say this. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive the sins. And the last thing he said was, heal their land. Could I ask you something? How can a land be healed? The healing part is for the individuals. And I know that's Old Testament text and don't apply to the church. But I am telling you, I am telling you this, that if we'll humble ourselves and pray, I believe as we touch him, there's healing that comes from that. He told Jeremiah when he was shut up in the dungeon, call unto me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I I really believe before the Lord comes, we're going to need one another as the body more than ever before. more than ever before. I'm done preaching. Sister, would you come to us? I don't know if I don't know if this is a type of message that you're supposed to move on or not. My, my desire is that it begins to work in your heart. 
But if you do see the truth of it, you might want to come and say, Lord, help me to not gauge everybody else and everything else by how I think it is. But Lord, no matter what it is, help me to understand that I'm part of this body. There could be that you just want to make a covenant with the Lord, a vow with the Lord and say, Lord, I know members of this church it's in dark, dark valleys. I want to try to touch you for them. I believe if the church would do that as a whole, there's no telling us what God would do. No telling us. Lord, you've sure said a word to my heart again tonight. I pray that you'd take the truth of this message and this word and put it in the hearts of the people here. Thank you, Lord, for the church. Thank you for the body. Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you. Would you please help us now? Strengthen us. May your will be done. In Jesus' name. We pray.